Here we are again. Hello, hello. <laughs> are we ready for this? Okay, trigger nine for today. Yeah, quite a funny one because we took it from Bon Appetit magazine. It's a summer issue. And I asked Sess, give me a number. And so she said the number, right? Wait, wait. I what? wrote about it, so don't tell them. Oh, okay. So we landed this from, place. from this magazine. Go yes. ahead, please. When in doubt, keep it simple. Like this moment when Lee and I could not find a trigger line to work on, she picked up the latest issue of Bon Appetit from somewhere Lee? near her desk and asked me to give her a number. I picked the number 13, which brought us to a food ad. And so we decided to go to page 12, where she zoomed into a photo of a rubber-based dessert. She started reading the caption, when in doubt, keep it simple. And I jump on it and say, there. So this is today's trigger line. <laughs> I have this great tendency to overthink so much so that it was one of the biggest reasons for me agreeing to go into this anti-anxiety and depression medication. There were countless nights that I would lie awake in bed, unable to sleep, my brain endlessly ruminating, spiraling into depths, going over and over past incidents, some of them were so insignificant that I would not even remember what they were the next day. But when I get into these episodes, I'd be so drowned in the memory of those moments, sometimes cringing with embarrassment, sometimes in tears for shame or pain or anger. Yes, I cry when I'm angry. I otherwise do not know what to do with the emotion called anger. Okay, so... I don't know how that trigger line took me here, <laughs> but that is what this liminal writing practice has allowed me and Lee. We are able to use these triggers as launch pads into that space between the sublime and the obvious, the unconscious and the conscious, the awakened bits of ourselves and the corners mm. that have chosen slumber. Mm. I have recently discontinued my depression medication a decision I made with full awareness of the risks to my mental health. I felt that I have been on steadier ground of late and have done a lot of intense work and gained some new tools that I could only fully test if I allow myself to plunge back into the nakedness of my day-to-day, moment-to-moment experiencing of this, my life. It has not been easy I did not study and understand the range of physical side effects that can be suffered by one's discontinuation of SSRI antidepressants. Mm. I had the whole gamut, brain zaps, weepy episodes, dizziness, fatigue, flu-like states, mm. manic moments. The latter I was able to channel to OCD-like hours of rearranging the flat filing the comic books, cleaning each tile of the kitchen floor by my hand and on my knees. Mm. Do I have doubts? No, not now. It's simply that. Okay. <laughs> I tried hard to loop it back. Wow, that's where you landed. Okay, 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 okay. It felt like you were walking with me on a labyrinth. But wait, we'll process later, right? I we'll know. Process later. So once again, when in doubt, keep it simple. 
I grew up with a mama who had worries and doubts about her ability to create a stable future for her kids, about how her children would fare in a world without their father, having questions on how she would guide her kids to be exemplars of the best their name had to offer. These doubts, stones in her pocket that weighed down the lightness and buoyancy of her being. Now I carry some of these stones in my pocket. My fingers graze the well-worn sides, perhaps as a connection to mama, perhaps as my own, these doubts. But I do not feel weighed down. These stones, talismans to a past where a woman carried doubts so her children would not have to. I was saying that was so nice. It feels so warm. <laughs> I want to connect it to what you said about, you know, so if you read it just as when in doubt, keep it simple, but then how our mind and emotions and our state bring us to different ways, because I thought I was going to write something that was kin to being light because of what the words say, right? right it's simple. Yeah, and yeah. because it was picked up from a magazine. So you're thinking, oh, it's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, right? yeah. But then my mind went to how mama was with doubt because that was the environment. Yeah. What parts of the conditions that I grew up in. And last week, I was looking through one of my USBs and I was trying to look for a photo and it landed on a folder that said diary. Mama's mm. diary of Gugai and I. Mama had a habit, which she picked up from her father, that she wrote from 1966, the year I was born, to 1980. And so there were entries, short, long, but each month almost, for 12 months of our lives from those years, she wrote about it. So I said, wow. what a gift that a parent spent time to record what her kids were doing and what was news of, of that day, of that year, of that month, right? So I'm thinking, this that is feel, so precious. That feels better than photographs. In a way, because it brings me to like actual antiques because she quotes me in the things that I was saying yeah. as a kid. So their stories. So I think these are wow. just, these are precious, I think more precious to me than gems that she has left because it connects me to who I was as a kid. And there were realities there that I think shines really a light on who I am as a trans man, because there are like snippets there of what she was telling about even gender that, that could tell somebody, oh yeah, look at that. That kid like really was a guy. He had a soul of a guy, even oh, wow. then. It was so cool. That's so cool. cool. <laughs> about See? for you, yeah. I know it led writing. me to that. I was like, simple. I had been for, I guess, most of my life, been complicating my own story in my own mind. Yeah, that's why you know this overthinking and ruminating and brings me, you know, to. But I think to be kind to myself, the explanation I can think of is that yeah. the abuse from my young age yes, was something I couldn't understand. I couldn't put a name to, I couldn't label so that I was always then into this mode of trying to make sense of things. 
trying to find explanation but on my own because there was no one to process at a young that. age trying yes. to make sense so of... I think it became kind of a whole way of being where mm. there would be situation where I would feel wrong wronged or feel uncomfortable but mm. I would my immediate reaction as a coping would to f- be freeze about we had this you know flight freeze. I, w- I had a lot of the freeze response and in, it included numbing my feeling for that moment. Yeah. And then that, so that I'm not able to react and interact with the experience at that yeah. time that it's happening. Yeah. I am able to do that at a later time when I feel safe. And usually it's when I'm alone somewhere else or, or even years later, or decades later, that's what's happening. And I go back because it's there, because it's still in my subconscious. It affected me, but mm. I, I wasn't feeling it at the time, but it's there stored in my body memory or my cells, ironically, because I'm in a safer space in my life. And then I go into a whole process of making sense of it. So whatever emotion would have been felt at that time, it becomes fresh to me now. So even if it happened when we were 16, it feels so fresh at that very moment. So I really get into depths of emotions. And usually it's negative because yeah. that's when I freeze, right? That's when I kind of go out of body. And when it's it's overwhelming to me, it happened quite intensely in the recent years, especially after COVID, because COVID was the kind of moment when everything all my defenses collapsed <laughs> it was a physical break yeah. so that's I think what happened when we wrote because it's like from the simple keep it simple mine was like well I haven't yeah so it's mm. next part of my journey is trying to teach myself to yes to keep it simple something that you said earlier on and check me if I misheard you you said you felt wrong and wronged. Did I hear you correctly? Yes. So even as a child, then you felt there was a feeling of you were wrong. How could a kid feel wrong? When I was, you were yes. not initiating the action at all. It no. was being. But there's done. a lot of self-blame blame when, when abuse happens to you. There's a lot of self-blame. Because hmm. what was that? was that me you don't immediately recognize it as I was abused right it's I'm dirty it was you because that's how at an early age the world kind of revolves around what you feel right so I had a lot of that was it something something was wrong with me and even now we kind of laugh at it now but sometimes when when Hector for example says something like um it's messy right now. The medicine kind of case we have there where all our, you know, in yeah. old age, we have a thousand supplements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of jumble all up. And then yeah. he comments that it's kind of it's all over the place. And I'm like, I get my immediate inner response would be, he's blaming me, right? And um, oh my God, I, I'm embarrassed and I can do better and I should do this. And then I look at him and then I'm like, you're not, when you say that, you're not blaming me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I check. Okay. And then he okay, goes, okay. Oh, the, so that's what you've been telling yourself. <laughs> yeah. That is your story, right? But it was, it's just the, 
the automatic responses that, mm. that we're not conscious of. But that's my take on things that happen around me that builds this story inside me. Yeah. It's not necessarily how people perceive you, but or perceive what you did, but it is how you think. Now I can just I kind of laugh a bit about it because sometimes it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Not stupid. Now I don't want to label like you wasted a lot of energy. Uh, yeah. With it. <laughs> yeah. But and it, part of it would be kind of chipping away on who you are because I think that's what you thought of yourself then. Yeah. And I think it's good that now in this period of our lives, then we realize, oh, okay, yeah, it's a it's a story then. And yeah. That's can... the beauty of the process. I mean, yeah. of evolving as a person, but also of just embracing all mm. of what you've been, all of the things that you are at this stage in our lives, right? It's like yeah. And yeah. then you can have space to really be the, the great being you are. <laughs> oh, the potential, no, for yeah, sure. The potential Absolutely. for greatness it just opens up because it's like, oh my God, I could really actually be, I'd be even better. And even what I've done has actually been really good, but I didn't see it like that, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I've achieved so much, but it's not, it's not internalized that you achieve. And so yeah. you realize, okay. Not bad, Seth. At all. Not bad. Half yeah. <laughs> on my own shoulder. Not bad. <laughs> and here, here you are, you know, in this juncture again of a new kind of beginning. There's so much more ahead. Right. Right. One of the things that you just said that I, again, want to pick up on, because you said, like, this is all that we are. When you look at what happened to you then in our youth. And then it's it's cumulative, right? So everything in that experience builds. I was going to connect it to when you were doing the prelude to your, uh, not a prelude, it's actually part of your writing then. And you were referring to me as her, right? Oh, yeah. And so, and so, and then I, I still I kind struggle of, with the pronoun. Oh, my God. I'm... And I kind of like piped in. I said like he. And then now I said, but I don't need to cut off Sess in the way that she's writing about it because that's part of our shared history. Yeah. She knew me then, what right. I was presenting female then as the yeah. construct of what people saw me. And it also my part in it of like trying to be, oh, okay, so this is how people see me. But now in this age where I've medically transitioned, when I've yeah. done the social transitioning and and I also know that it comes when you say it. I know it comes from a place of love because Very it's much our shared. Because so. it's our you shared know, the entire history. beginning, I was I was using the she pronoun, right? Yeah. I never came out as a like a gender label or anything. It was just Lee. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what's good because I know that you know too that it's just my acceptance and love for who you are is just yes. there. <laughs> yes. No, I know that. I understand that. And I wanted to bring it up. You know, if they're like for folks too who are someday down the road, you know, mm. chiming in and listening into this kind of conversation, if it mm. helps any, especially for trans 
folks who are yeah. doing that transition and yeah. in the way that they're relating to friends, good yeah. friends that are in that space of like, then how do I relate? This is still something that I love. We have so much years mm. that we've shared together in history and experiences. So what is that like that kind of mindship? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's also a bit of a leeway of an understanding because you know who your friend yeah. is. Right? But this would be a really good topic for another kind of conversation with us, how we mm. can share this for people who now that, now that I guess, hopefully the world is more open to people being fluid and transitioning to their- And non-binary, yeah. Their, to their gender or personality or identity of choice. Yeah. How do friends and family also, how did they operate in such a change, a shift? Yeah. My takeaway from all that would be the core of the person does not change. You are who you've always been. Yeah. You've yeah. just managed to kind of find the expression if that feels not just comfortable, but just true. Means, true yeah yeah it's authentic that's authentic to who you yes. want to be but who you are as lee yeah i don't really think there's any difference you know what i mean yeah, you are yeah. who you are you are <laughs> yeah. the person i've known and grown with through decades no yes that's so, true but that's what <laughs> I, but i think that's what scares people too for us who kind of remain cisgender and then someone else shifts within yeah. our environment i guess those who go into that space of being scared of it or being angry or even uh betrayed or whatever there's so many emotions right that uh, they should be in yes i think it's also from a space of fear that they think they're losing whoever the person they loved was yes but it yeah. really shouldn't be seen in that frame. As yeah. I said, another, it will be yes. good to I think dive so. into that, no? And <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we've we've talked for too long now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We got All right. we can we can chunk it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do up. that. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs>